Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. It is a special... Thank you, citizen. It's a it's very special uh, night here on The Late Show because in just a few minutes, I'll be joined by Vice President Kamala Harris right over there. What y'all at home don't know is this place is crawling with Secret Service right now. And I want to thank this audience, this live audience right here, for submitting to a thorough but tender cavity search before being seated. All in all... No, no extra charge. All in all, sort of a slow news day. Uh, not much going on. I mean, unless you want to count the direct contact between U.S. and Russian militaries in the skies over the Black Sea. Here's what we're told that there's nothing to worry about. Yesterday, a Russian fighter jet collided with a U.S. drone. Even worse, after the collision, the Russian plane didn't even leave a note on the windshield. <laughs> now our insurance is going to go up. And of course, all of our drones are insured by the general. Uh-huh. The drone... Is this true? The drone is called an MQ-9. It was on a routine flight in international airspace when it was intercepted by two Russian fighter jets who used some unusual tactics. Uh, Please explain, Air Force man. Several times before the collision, the Su-27s dumped fuel on and flew in front of the MQ-9 in a reckless and unprofessional manner. Dumped fuel on it? (laughs) Did Russia just pee on our drone? (laughs) They're bullying an inanimate object. Hey, nerd, meet me under the bleachers after school. I'm going to beat up your bike. (laughs) We haven't seen this kind of hazing on a hunk of metal since the Cuban Missile Wedgie. (laughs) The U.S. had... There you go. It makes no sense. You think about it, it makes no sense. The U.S. had to ditch the damaged drone in the Black Sea, and no surprise, Russia offered an alternate description of these events, saying they scrambled fighter jets to identify the drone... Then the unmanned U.S. aircraft maneuvered sharply, lost altitude, and hit the water. It was not our fault. A drone ate bad sushi and fell out of sky window (laughs) like meddling journalists. (laughs) National security officials are not buying the Russian story. It won't surprise you that we obviously refute the the Russian denial, and I think anybody, uh, after a year now, Jake, should take everything that the Russians say about what they're doing in and around Ukraine with a huge grain of salt. Yes, a huge grain of salt, or as Russian soldiers call it, lunch. (laughs) Now, some Republicans uh, were mad, and they thought Biden didn't go far enough, like Lindsey Graham. Well, we should hold him accountable and say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? Well, that's easy. He would take Russia down by funneling crack into their neighborhoods. Educate yourself to that reality. Educate yourself to that reality. Now, not everyone's rooting for America's robot in this dust-up. For instance, the former president has always been a huge Putin fanboy. In fact, 
last week, he blurted out a peace plan that would hand Russia chunks of Ukraine. Well, that is leadership in a time of crisis. It... No, no, no. It, it, it reminds me of Winston Churchill during the Battle of Britain. We shall give them chunks of the beaches. We shall give them chunks of the landing grounds. We will surrender. You know, Adolf's a member of my golf club. But most other Republicans have backed Ukraine, until now at least. Enter Florida governor and threatened cat Ron DeSantis. Monday night, uh, Governor DeSantis released this statement. While the U.S. has many vital national interests, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. So, you're saying the invasion of a sovereign country and the destruction of entire cities and the shelling of nuclear reactors and the attacking of civilian targets is a territorial dispute. You were a history major at Yale. Was that the university or the lock company? Because that's clearly... I don't know. Because that's clearly giving aid and comfort to Putin, and you can tell because his statement was released on a Russian propaganda program, Tucker Carlson Tonight. Clearly, DeSantis is just taking his position to establish his far-right bona fides in his upcoming primary challenge against the former president. And for his part, the former president reportedly wants to go after DeSantis's record as an assistant U.S. attorney, where he plans to accuse DeSantis of being an extremely lenient prosecutor in cases involving child pornography. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it's like that classic roommate fight. You ate my last yogurt. Oh, yeah? Well, you're historically lenient in cases involving child pornography. <laughs> and to, to paint him as something of an insider, the former president is considering a new nickname for DeSantis, Ron Establishment. Okay, that's nowhere near a nickname. <laughs> that just sounds like a fun place for Rons to hang out with other Rons. <laughs> Welcome to Ron Establishment. I'm Ron. Uh, hello, Ron. Ron will be your server. Tonight's special is Ron with the side of Ron. Have a good Ron. Ron, 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 Ron. I'll do Ron, Ron, Ron. I'll do Ron, Ron. <laughs> One thing that, that might affect the ex-president's campaign uh, is being the target of, and I'm rounding down here, a quintillion court cases. One of those is the Manhattan DA's case involving the $130,000 hush money payment the former prez made to porn star... Stormy Daniels, which may have been an illegal campaign contribution. And now, prosecutors are signaling that criminal charges for the former president are likely. Okay, okay, okay. I understand. I've been hurt before. But I'll take reports of charges likely. It's much better than what I usually read. Justice Hazy, try again later. The ex-president maintains his innocence in the hush money scheme, and like all of the most innocent people, he won't testify. So he's keeping quiet. Wait a second. Did he pay himself $130,000? But my favorite part of all of this legal drama is that at this point, the ex-president has to shop for new lawyers in the discount attorney bin. Like the one he's recently been sending out on cable news, Joe Tacopina... Seen here saying, Mr. Luther, Mr. Luther, I can't explain it, but Superman got away again. <laughs> Takapina, Takapina, Takapina went on MSNBC yesterday, and things got a little spicy when host Ari Melber 
played video from 2018 showing the ex-president clearly lying to reporters about the hush money. That's what you're going to consider a lie. A lie to me is something material under oath in a proceeding. But Ari, Ari, a lie. A lie doesn't count unless it's in court. That's in the Constitution. Okay, I just lied about that, but we're not in court, so it doesn't count. And since there's no judge here, I'm not the one who clogged the toilet in our men's room. <laughs> then, Takapina. Takapina, Takapina. Then Takapina did what you should always do when someone brings the receipts, tried to grab the receipts. That's not a lie. That's, That's not a lie? Here's why it's not a lie. That's not a lie? Here's why it's not a lie. Could you did you know paper, about this? Did you, did you, did you, let me, let me did you know about this? Yeah. No, I don't. No, we don't need that. He just tried to grab the evidence. I'd like to see this guy in court. Judge, 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 shut up for a second. Give me that, give me that with your bang, 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 bang. Enough of that, give me that too. Wow. Now, you're not so smart now that you're naked. <laughs> By the way, nice pepperoni nips. <laughs> uh, then he, he made an argument legal scholars call super cuckoo. Here's what, why it's not a lie. Yeah because it was a confidential settlement. So if he acknowledged that, he would be violating the confidential settlement. So is it the truth? Of course it's not the truth. Was he supposed to tell the truth? He would be in violation of the agreement if he told the truth. So, <laughs> if I'm following here, <laughs> you can lie about committing any crime as long as you sign an NDA afterwards. Where were you the night of the murders? Look, officer, I can tell you that I was burying those bodies behind the Denny's out by the airport, then hosing the blood out of my Buick LeSabre. And I would if I could, but I signed an NDA. My hands are tied. <laughs> Much like the bodies I buried. <laughs> Turning to the world of science, meteorologists say a giant blob of seaweed is headed to Florida. <laughs> Technically, he just gave a speech in Iowa, but he's heading back to Florida. <laughs> We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Vice President Kamala Harris. My first guest this evening is the Vice President of the United States. She's the first woman, the first black American, and the first South Asian American to hold the office. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Vice President Kamala Harris. <laughs> Madam Vice President, it is an honor to have you here. Thank you for stopping by again. This is your sixth visit to The Late Show. It is my sixth visit. Five in person. Five and five in person. Yeah. And here's, here's the thing, is that this is the first time I've interviewed you since you actually got all, you know, fancy and executive branchy uh -huh. over there. <laughs> After two years as the Vice President of the United States in this high constitutional office, are you... Has it sunk in? Are you used to it? Is it work a day? Or do you still wake up and go, I'm the vice president of the United States? Okay, so here's the thing, because you and I have visited before. I know you love Veep. 
I do. I, I love these. Is it accurate? There is. There are bits of it that are actually quite accurate. And um, okay, so last week, so my team, they were, we were having long days as usual, and a member of my team decided to do something really sweet for me. So I was out of my office in the West Wing. I was having a meeting across the street, and we're walking back toward my office. And he says, "I need to tell you something." So I wanted, you know, the winter is almost over. It's really cold today. We haven't lit your fireplace. So I decided when you were in that meeting to light the fireplace. But he forgot to open the flute. <laughs> <laughs> so Secret Service was like, "Ma'am, you could not go back to your office." <laughs> Holy cow. Because there was smoke everywhere. But it was the or just sweetest hang a gesture. In there and get it a was, beautiful cure on it. It's just... <laughs> mm -hmm. So there are those moments. Oh, sure. Um, but sure. otherwise, you know. But I actually, I met Julia Louis-Dreyfus um, recently. Oh, really? At an event at the White House. It was the first time I met her. Oh. And she's terrific. But I, I too, love lovely. that show. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a... There's a uh, in the, one of the themes of the show is that her character, uh, Selena Meyer, is frustrated by the sometimes vague duties of the role. Like, it's a, it's a high constitutional office, but it's not prescribed so much about what you're supposed to be doing. Is, does that ring true? Like, what, does to, what is the actual role on a daily basis as you have found it? Well, I have the great privilege of serving with Joe Biden, who was president of the United States. Right. 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 Exactly right. Exactly but, right. But, and, and was vice president, right? Does that affect so, it? Does, does, does he understand what it's like to does, be a vice president? He does. And he is, he really is a true partner and he understands the job. And remember, we came in during the height of the pandemic. Yes. And so, so much of the work was about, okay, we've got to cover a lot of bases and let's figure out how between us we can do it. Mm -hmm. But he is um, an extraordinary leader and I wish that people could see what I see, because uh, there's only one person who sits behind that resolute desk. And the decisions that that person has to make are the decisions that nobody else in the country can make. And he's an extraordinary leader. <laughs> really is. Really is. That's an excellent, that's an excellent answer. And uh, the question was, what is the job of the vice president? <laughs> And your answer is part of the job, I'm guessing. Well, you know, my job is to do... I mean, for example, I'll tell you. Um, I was recently in Munich at the Munich Security Conference. Yes. And, um, and the job there was to stand up. And as you know, most of my career I spent as a prosecutor. And I declared that um, we, the United States of America, believe that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. What is and the significance? Say, what is the significance? Uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but I was just curious. Yeah. As someone who was a, a DA and an AG, what is the significance of you saying that in that moment on the world stage? I think there's a great deal of significance. And in fact, I contextualized my, my speech in that statement in just that way, that as a former prosecutor, I understand the significance of reviewing and looking at the evidence and comparing it to the law and when we look at evidence that the UN, for example, has produced that a, a child, a girl as young as four years old, was assaulted by a Russian soldier, when we look at um, the images we all saw of a, of a pregnant woman who was at a maternity hospital 
who was slaughtered, um, that there is no question that these are crimes against humanity. And we must declare it as so, and we as the United States of America must speak clearly and forcefully about, about the need to maintain standards that are international rules and norms around behaviors such as that, and to ensure consequence and accountability. And um, so that was one of my most recent um, roles as Vice President of the United States, to stand before our allies and partners around the world, in particular in the context of our transatlantic relationships, and to not only state our position, but to encourage others to stand with us, as we have been doing since February 24th of last year, during the um, and during this year of this unprovoked attack. What, what do you make of um, someone like Governor DeSantis, who, while there is a strain of isolationism all throughout American history, yeah. is saying that this is not in America's strategic interest yeah. to side with the Ukrainians and offer them the material aid they need to defend themselves against an invading power? So, as vice president, I have now met with over 100 world leaders. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. And when you have had the experience of meeting and, and understanding the significance, again, of international rules and norms and the importance of the United States of America standing firm and clear about the significance of sovereignty and territorial integrity, the significance of standing firm against any nation that would try to take by force another nation, if you really understand the issues, you probably would not make statements like that. Suggesting that perhaps he doesn't understand the issues. Well, you, you have said that you intend to run in 2024 with President Biden. Is that your way of letting us know that he intends to run? Well, as the president has said, we're not going to make any announcements tonight on this okay. show. All but... Right. <laughs> you, so it's okay. But, he wouldn't mind. He but, wouldn't yeah, mind. no, he wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you getting out in front of it? I'm sure President but... Obama used Joe Biden to float a few ideas out there for him. Here and there. Go ahead. The, Just as, say as it. our Joe Biden has said, he intends to run, and if he does, I will be running with him. Okay, so he does intend to run. <laughs> he does. <laughs> we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back with more Vice President Kamala Harris, everybody. There, that is Vice President Kamala Harris. Let's assume for a moment that President Biden is going to run again. What do you imagine this next election is going to be about? What are going to be the major yeah. issues that will de define this election? I think it will be, as the president has said, about seeing it through and building on the momentum that we have achieved thus far. I mean, think about it. In only the last two years, we have by my estimate, with the bills and the, the legislation that we have passed, we are putting up to $1 trillion on the streets of America on the issue of the climate um, crisis, around investment in resilience and adaptation. What we are doing, I know there are a lot of students here, 
and what we are doing in terms of understanding mm -hmm. the importance of reducing greenhouse gas emissions, but also this, this very exciting moment in the world around a new economy we are building, a clean energy economy. And what that means, not only in terms of the jobs we are creating, including American-based manufacturing, but what we rightly are doing to prioritize the importance of clean air and clean water. Okay, well, if, if that is the case, and I know that and it has been a priority. That has been that has yeah. been a, a priority for yeah. the administration. Um, how do you square that with the president having said that there will be no new drilling licenses issued on public land, and then approving the the Willow Oil Project in Alaska? People are saying that's breaking a campaign promise. What's the calculus there? Well, I, I understand the concerns that, that, that have been made, but here's the thing. When you look at what our administration has done, it's historic in terms of an investment in a clean energy economy. We are putting America back on the map globally, recognizing that we must live up to our role in terms of our ability to invest in the future, create jobs, and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And again, traveling the world, they are watching what we are doing as an example and as a challenge to nations around the world and what can be done to address this issue. I would say that we have been quite bold in terms of the advances that we are making thus far, but we have more to do. But look at, for example, what we're doing around electric vehicles. We have just passed legislation that means that people will get rebates, not only if you buy a new electric vehicle, but, but more importantly, rebates on used electric vehicles. We are investing in the manufacturing of electric buses, electric school buses. We are partnering with the apprenticeship programs, IBW and others, who are tr training our workforce to do some of the most advanced work that can be done. So there's a lot of good work happening. Was there any discussion in the White House about what the blowback would be for approving the Willow Oil Project? Because... People have gotten quite upset about it. I think there's some protesters outside right now. Well, I think that the, the, the concerns are based on what we should all be concerned about. But the, the solutions have to be and include what we are doing in terms of going forward, in terms of investments. Um, I'm going to ask you something about being in the executive branch. Um, are you in the executive branch or are you in the legislative branch as the president of the Senate? Because Mike Pence has said he won't answer the subpoena given to him uh, by the special uh, counsel looking into January 6th and the documents case. Because as the president of the Senate, he's a member of the legislature, therefore separation of powers and the, um, what's it called? The uh, debate, speech and debate clause. Yes. Protects him from that. So you, Vice President Kamala Harris... Are you in the executive branch or are you in the legislative branch? I am in the executive branch. <laughs> Is it like check one, you get to pick when you go in there? <laughs> Is it like pick, pitch, pick fish or chicken when you get the job and he just picked the legislative branch? What do you make of that argument? I don't make much of it. Um, <laughs> Um, I think that it, well, listen, it is a fact that as vice president of the United States, I am also president of the Senate and has been the case for every vice president um, before me. So that is a fact. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is without any question, um, the executive branch of government. Okay, good. We have to take another brief break, but please stick around because Kamala Harris will be here when you return.
this you recognize is Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, now, as, as a former DA and a former uh, Attorney General of the State of California, you have uh, a lot of experience with the courts and the yep. effect that courts have over uh, legislative bodies well, as well and yep. laws that are passed. There are so many laws being passed around the United States right now that have to do with reproductive rights. Oh. Were you, are you surprised at all at the raft of laws that were quickly drafted after Roe v. Wade was overturned? I think it's um, the height of irresponsibility and, in fact, in many cases, inhumane, what has been happening in states around our country who are passing laws that would criminalize healthcare providers, literally provide for jail time for doctors and nurses who provide reproductive health care, um, that would punish women for simply seeking. Um, the kind of care that they choose that they need. We are looking at a situation where, and again, as a former prosecutor, there'd be no exception for rape or incest. I mean, let's speak clearly about what this means. After a person has gone through a most vicious violation of their body, then the government will tell them, and after that, you also will not have autonomy and, and be able to make decisions about your body as it relates to the decision you make next after having survived such a violative act. It is, and let's be clear on this issue, one does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held beliefs to agree. The government should not be telling her what to do with our body. You have uh, you have a tough job. Um, being vice president requires a deep love of country. Yes. And I'm just curious, as someone who, well, just running for vice president of the United States with uh, President Biden, you mm -hmm. need to go all over the United States. Yeah. And you're the you're, you know, you and the president, or the president, and the vice president of the entire country. And yes. You have responsibility to everybody out Indeed. there. What is it that is? Uh, to coin a phrase, great about America, and that kindles your love for it. There's so much. There's so, there's so much. And you're right, and I have the blessing and privilege of traveling all over our country. And in particular, in these years where we have witnessed so-called leaders attempting to create division between us, I meet people who are just... The, the people who, who are the ones who are the most optimistic about what is possible, who believe in each other, who understand that we all have so much more in common than what separates us. People who, you know, when people are out there protesting, you know what, God love them because we have a nation that says that we will allow freedom of speech, freedom of association. And for the most part, we all stand for that, even if we agree to disagree. I look at who we are. We believe in freedom and liberty as Americans, and we fight for it. Now, there will be those at the extremes, but the vast majority of us, I think, great pride in understanding that our democracy 
will only be as strong as our willingness, each one of us, to fight for it. And when I travel our country, that's what I see. That's what I see. I do. I do. Vice President Harris, thank you so much for being my guest for a sixth time. Please come again when you all announce you're running. Vice President Kamala Harris, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. 